You wouldn't steal a car, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. You wouldn't download your. You wouldn't download a weed. You would wouldn't you? steal a car, would you? Once yes. you're enraged. Have you not you're stolen raged. cars? <laughs> I've stolen the catalytic converters. Have you? <laughs> Dude, I was at my mechanic, and they were talking about that. Apparently, they've lost four catalytic converters. Oh my God. Yeah. It's in the last month. They're one of the easiest things to get, and they have uh, some really, really valuable metals in there that can be melted down. A new Breaking Bad show, but they're just stealing catalytic converters. Very low stakes. It's pretty high stakes. People will shoot you for that. Is everyone here? Because I'm fucking winging it tonight. Damn. But I'm sober, so let's see what happens. No, it's gonna be the most that. vanilla missionary session of our existence. Oh, this is gonna be Sounds right in my alley. Good. John's not here. That's different. Do we think he's asleep or being a hunk? He's being a hunk at the gym. God damn, dude! If he's asleep, he's still being a hunk. He's being all sweaty. You don't just stop being a hunk. That kind of works out, though. Sweating profusely, though, but well. I don't need John for the first part of the session. Oh, 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 oh. Now that I think about it. Because he's dead. Well, I guess technically at this moment, yes. But that's only like 10 seconds relative to you guys, so. I'm finishing the song with those. Fuck you. I have to... Make Willow a level three druid. I like that sweater, no? You're going. You're Thank going you. I've been getting into sweaters recently. Yeah, I was there in high school. I got a bunch from my grandfather. Actually, I'm going to go change were, them to my favorite. Were they his old sweaters? Are yeah, his old sweaters. Yeah, no, but he he <laughs> dropped like eighty pounds in the past shit. year, so can't really fit into them. So, Todd, what do you know about dioxin? Dioxane. Dioxin. Dioxin. Yes. Nothing. Okay. I don't think I've ever... I mean, I probably saw it somewhere, but... I saw it's it a carcinogen. Yeah. It um, was part of the time speech thing, but it's one of the byproduct compounds of the, the train derailment fire in East Palestine, Ohio. That's, you know, killing a bunch of fish and birds and pets and... Gotcha. The government is not doing anything about it. It's bad. It's burning vinyls. Jesus. Releasing a bunch of benzenes. It's bad. What's up with my YouTube reels consisting of just half-naked women playing really basic shit on guitar? It's what the algorithm dictates. Which is I'm, I'm pretty sure not it's wrong. the vagina. I, oh, I have a lot of DM prep to do. Though, or that's or, secret. Or, or, you'll never do it. I was about to say, or you can just not do it. I did it like two <laughs> hours. I, I have to figure out how to make a puzzle dungeon. You put a bathtub full of piss in it. <laughs> that's where you start. I should do that. Started in the piss, now we're here. It's like the DMV, where every time they try to leave the bathtub full of piss, they just end up back in the piss. It's more piss. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's piss. just piss. Dead. What? Where do you get the water that you give Ninja? Is it tap? Are you about to make me feel bad? No, no, no. This is only because of recent events. Have you ever yes, heard of Dioxin, Jed? Okay. 
That's gonna, start start the, that's gonna be the start of the session. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have it, Noah train? talking to me it's about train my, derailment. About you are options. very close to it, so just you know, start giving him filtered water. Sorry. What about me? Uh, fuck you. You have a lot more biomass. You'll be less dead. Guys, I actually found some of my notes for this entire campaign. They're soaked through with water and ran everywhere, but I can still use them. What did you, was that filtered water? Uh, How many di dioxins are in your paper right now? Almost enough. I boil almost everything. We we joke, but it's very sad. And it makes me. Angry. Yeah, we're all gonna die. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, it's Simon. It must be time. That's like, uh, Jed. Simon says it's time to start. Jed holding Simon up to the camera is like the Indian scouts where they used to put the fingers up. <laughs> like, everybody, quiet, please. Yeah. I'm gonna go get my D and D sweater. You start your thing. I'm just walking across the room. I can still hear you. <laughs> I put on my douchiest sweater because I figured that's what day fair. Let's just like button up the cardigans. I'll bring her in soon. My favorite I'll part about this soon. Chris sounds like he's talking through a hostage negotiation. <laughs> I'll bring her in. What's Christopher up? Paul, can you uh, hear us? Yeah. Alright, why do you sound like you're talking through cellophane? You're about to see. There we go. What the fuck? Oh, it's your paint mask? Hot. <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Well... Look at Chris, he doesn't want to get high. We're back. We're on the title screen. That's all we need in this moment. Last time on us playing D&D after three years, we met our four heroes, uh, Linus, Dayfair, Corvos, and Callisto, who through various means um, found themselves at the Night Circus and were tasked by Jinx to disturbances or lack thereof in Letterkenny, a large city in Northern Ireland. You arrived there months after the events of the Awakening, um, which was the event that took place when the Stormhole Party uh, defended the Air Rift from uh, the devils. So you four found yourselves in Letterkenny. You were seeking an, a dreamer informant by the name of Rashka, who it was stated you could find him in the Black Blood Ward, which you learned was this ward or this outskirt sector of Letterkenny that houses many orc kin that left the warbands that plague Northern Ireland 
to settle civilly. As you four made your way under the direction of an innkeeper in a nicer area of the city, you encountered a residential building that began to collapse on itself during one of these seismic events that you were warned of. Um, and you took time to deviate from the mission to assist the residents of this building. Before we return to that tale, and Ninja stops fucking burning down my living room or something, I would like us to find out what is happening with our other friends. So, Gardor, Willow, and Balthiel. As this door closes behind you, led into this strange space by a white herringon, um, after Willow, you had been subpoenaed, you find yourself in an endless hallway filled with doors, very Scooby-Doo. And you just see various beings and entities and creatures with which you don't even have names for, just passing left to right, passing into doors and doors. And this Herringon turns to you three and says, Well, come on. If you were worried about the time dilation in the Feywild, here or there is much worse. And he starts taking off down the hallway, kind of dodging in between the creatures here. God, I'm never going to hear the end of this shit. I'm sorry, both of you. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. Sorry. No, I'm I sorry. I, I don't understand where we are. Just. Is this what the, you want to give me anything, an intelligence check? This isn't anything like what the Feywild looked like the last time we were here. And that uh, was when it was creeping into our plane. Just a straight intelligence check is going to be a ten. Do history. Uh, you might have you might have heard this name before. I don't remember what history was specifically. I don't know if I have proficiency in that or not. I think I do. Or, I do. So actually, fifteen. That's enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Being called to the summer summer court. Before I answer that, do you guys follow? Yeah. Mark. Oh yeah. So you three are following, you're chugging along. And at the mention of the name here or there, which once I get my Wi-Fi, let me grab my Wi-Fi network name and put that in the chat. Because that's actually what my Wi-Fi is called. This is an appropriate dream uh, song for this. Oh yeah. This is an appropriate dream song. So in Letter Kenny, I'm writing this. Um, at the name here or there... It's something like that. I'll fix it another time. You recognize this, and as you're looking around and you're seeing all these doors, and you just see random sigils, some arcane, some infernal, some celestial, um, as you're making your way past these doors, dodging around the weird creatures coming in and out, uh, you see that once the door closes, the symbol changes quickly to something else, and someone else will come out and then through another door. Here or there is the fey term or the fey name for a realm known as the Outlands. Also known as the place between spaces 
the center of everything. The Infinite Corridor. There's tons of names for this place. But this is a realm connected to all the realms that the Harangon somehow has access to. Willow, this place is like a conduit to different realms. Have you been here before? Uh, no. I, I, I would recognize this spooky hallway. But you're just chugging along. It seems to never end. Horrible ultraviolet lighting in here. But um, you eventually find the Harangon. He's holding a stopwatch. And he's standing in front of a door that you see there is a, um, a mushroom symbol on it. And then he looks up. He's like, okay. What's in there? Took you long enough. It's the Feywild. Now, there's a train. I... And as he's doing this, you're watching as his shape is just shifting into another type of entity. Uh, the Harangon kind of stretches into the shape of an orc. He's like, his voice is getting deeper and deeper. He's like, fuck, 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 I'm running out of time. Just, there is someone waiting for you at the station. Just just go and he holds the door open and as he does it's just a swirling mass of green and purple it's very portal i'm gonna just turn around look at my friends and say you don't have to follow and then fall backwards in i mean up you heard willow (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know how we get out of here i like looking like fuck Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as Willow goes through, there's a gravitational pull that's kind of tugging you two towards it. Also, the GM is here. Yeah. We're here now. I guess Balthill just takes a couple of anxious steps forward before just entering the portal. Uh, Gardor follows. And Gardor, actually, as you're contemplating this uh, big-ass thing that looks like a Snorlax actually bumps into you and you fall into it, but you all you all just feel this tug like something has grabbed your spine and has just pulled you. And there's like a flash, there's a flurry and a flash of lights, and then you feel your feet hit solid ground. And the four of you not comfortably are wedged into a tiny space. There's no light here. Wait, the four of us? So Snorlax guy is with us? No, the three of you. Okay. I'm, I'm used to four characters, but one's dead right now. Uh, can I get a quick reminder as to the gist of the summons? I know it said Yavanna, which is me. You were summoned to appear in a court case... Uh, the Titania versus the green one. Mm. Balthiel shifts uncomfortably and says, I forgot to prepare it in large today. Or reduce for that matter. And then I try to reach over all of my friends with my long arm to to undo the the door handle. You do locate a door handle as you weave your arm through. As this door opens, light spills into what is a very plain space that the three of you are wedged in, and you almost spill out. And 
You find yourself in another hallway, but this one, you quickly realize as you're all pulling yourself up, you're in a sort of train car. I look out a window. Does it appear to be moving? Oh yeah, it's moving very fast. Like, much faster than any train in the material plane. What's Um, the terrain? Do you want to just ask everything, or let me tell you? Sorry, I... Yeah. Quick. What? First we were on an airship, and then... You were on a ship. came out of nowhere, and was like, oh, hey, Willow, you need to come right now. We're just like, fuck, and we followed him. And then we got into the Feywild, into Court, and now we're... You, we're in you some never weird made room. Alright, here's what happened. You're on a you're on a ship, a Herringon showed up, yep. and took you to the Outlands, which is the infinite corridor from Castlevania. Yep. And now, especially as you guys are looking around at the beings filling this train car and the terrain that's passing by, you see massive forest of mushrooms, um, just weird lights, and just a sunny sky. And as you four just... um, A couple of the goblins and elves, and um, there's a satyr in this train car as well. They sort of kind of step out of your way. But... No one seems get up to... and look all big and tough and not rude, but just just kind of look around and see all sorts of these different races and look out, see this mu- was a forest of mushrooms. You said that's just one of the terrains. It might cut away. You're moving so fast. Okay, moment. I look to see if there's like. Doors at either end of this train car. This is gonna get dicey without. Tickets. Or are we just, or are we just stuck in this car? You're not stuck. There are assumedly doors that appear like they would slide open. Um, and you guys are looking around. You see two empty seats. What there's in this space? I'm gonna. I just tell them they can sit. Hey, Willow and Balthiel, you guys sit. I'm gonna go open a door and see if it transport me somewhere else. <laughs> I just start walking towards one of the ends of the train. I've All already right. had enough of the Feywild. Yeah, I've you begin making your seconds. way. Um, Willow, Balthiel, do you guys sit? Yeah, I'm gonna sit. Um... As soon as you do, an elf, clearly an Eladrin elf next to you, just looks at you and be like, what? And they just they point to a sign and it's very nineteen eighty-four and it just says remember the rules. They're like oh, But um Paul Thiel, as you take a seat across from them, their their like disposition changes from disgust just to like curiosity at you. Hello. Hello. Do a, do a trick. What? Why? I'm you're, sorry. you're different, though, as they turn their attention back to you, Balthiel. That's funny. That's kind of what I was thinking about a, a lot of the folk on this train. Well, we're... We're really... We're so happy. Like, can I get you anything? Um... Get a min- uh, 
I didn't ask you. He's with me. Oh, wait, no. He's not with me. And I wink very obviously. That's my friend Willow. I apologize for him. Them. Her. It changes day to day. (laughs) We can assume, but you would think they know about hospitality. And they kind of turn their attention to Gardor, who, Gardor, um, as you're making your way through this train car, everyone is getting out of your way, and, like, they're so just happy that you're here. Like, a random goblin hands you a cupcake as you pass by them. Um, a big-ass orc is like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Goodness to get out of your way. I'm bewildered at this. I'm just like, holding the cupcake, not really knowing what to do with it, and I just keep making my way towards the end of the, the train car. Everyone gets out of your way, but uh, you find that this door is locked. I make my way to the other end. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, okay, it's like the exact same like tunnel of kindness as you're just making your way um, back to the other end of the car. Uh, at this point, you're passing by this conversation going on uh, between your other two companions and this Eladrin elf. Um, okay. Give me a perception as you're walking back through. Yep. Oh, I get to use my Gardor dice. Those little mini dice I bought when I visited you in Pittsburgh. <gasps> yeah. Told him, so I was gonna use them for Gardor, and then we stopped playing, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> All right, so you guys were you guys were in here or there for about two minutes. You've been in the Fade Wild for about two minutes. Barris might be alive by this point. Where the fuck is Gardor? Okay, there he is. Time dilation is a hell of a thing. At this point, maybe like a thousand years in the future. Eh, whatever's convenient to the story that I have to think of by then. I don't know why, but Roll20 has been a uh, shit for me recently. It Dude, takes forever to load slow. stuff. Like my so I'm not the only one? Slow. Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one? No. Um, perception? Yep. 18. Oh, yeah. Um... <clears throat> Not far from the door that you guys fell out of, there is a basket. Uh, there's a waste basket, but at the top of it, or kind of covered, or covered by a little bit of debris, uh, you see the edge of a newspaper, and the term "the green one" catches your eye in the text. Green one. I am. Um, Which you know this as Willow's patron. My boy. Uh, I asked. Where did I notice it? Yeah, you notice it. So where did I notice it? Kind of poking out of a waste bin. Okay. In a like newspaper. a pamphlet, like a, a news. Okay. Okay. I uh, I asked the person sitting across from me. Um, so is there like multiple stations? How does this work here? Because we're supposed to be arriving at the station or something. <clears throat> They're super thrilled to talk to you. And they're just like, well, the next stop is for uh, Sinali- Sinalese. 
which um, actually it's it's coming into view now. And um, as you turn, as you all kind of turn your attention, uh, you can see that this train is snaking its way uh, down a cliffside into this metropolis, of which in the center there's this massive maple tree. Like, I'm really trying to think of a comparison. This maple, I don't fucking know. I want it to be maple with purple leaves. Um, that a palace is built around. But the tree and the palace itself are the size of a city. Uh, but there's also a city all around the base of it. Um, but uh, the next stop is um, San Elise, uh the home of Titania and the Summer Court. You, I'm assuming you and your friend and your very rude friend um, are... It's like, don't you... At that gesture, there's like, don't you know the rules? Yeah, come on, Willow, the rules. I know the reciprocality one, but I don't know what I took. And what I have to give, I'm scared. All Faye, all Faye know the rules. Like, what is your problem? I just kind of like scrunched my head a little. By the way, we didn't. We never got your name. I, I'm Ballfield. Like I said, that's my friend Willow. I'm Jezebel. Nice to meet you. But what? I'm assuming I'm assuming you guys are here to visit. Something Sight like scene? that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Visiting against my will. Yeah, unfortunately, my rude friend here might know a little bit more about why we're here than I would. Jury duty. Oh, better call Balthiel. What's up, Gardor? I just—I was about to just straight up ask, like, because I don't—I don't get what the fuck's going on. I'm just like, I get that they think he's rude, and I'm just like, you know, we're on the same page. Will is rude as fuck, but why do you think he's so rude? Here, they—there's like, here, here. You are a guest here. Here, take my seat. And Jezebel gets up and like. Not forcibly, but just very like grandmotherly, like near take take a load off, take a load off my minotaur friend. Like have my seat since your your fey friend here won't give up theirs. Now that I'm being shamed for Every time really Jezebel not. calls Willow rude, both feels just like, Yeah, come on, Willow, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I I just like look at the door that's that I was headed towards and say, Yeah, it's probably locked and just take a seat. You oh, you had a, you had a, you had made a lap from one end to the other. Oh, you, oh, you saw okay. the news. I figured I was stopped back. when uh, when I get started crossing their conversation. But yeah, anyway, I stand up uh, off my seat to Jezebel. How does this work? They just look at you and squint and say, "What do you want?" Hey, I like these people. <laughs> Jezebel just reaches up and takes a loop and just stares at you so suspiciously in this moment. And you notice once you got up and offered the seat to Jezebel, a bunch of the other creatures, goblins, a fairy like in the luggage rack floating around they're all just like Hey, I'm just back. I'm just like, it's sweet. Will is almost on the verge of tears. Seat. I give you seat. You give me seat. Dayfair throws a guiding bolt. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm just trying to figure no. out. It's okay. Um, um, 
Do you guys discuss anything over the next, like, five minutes before the train begins to slow? Do they say anything at my mention of jury duty? Uh, they just... Well, you are on your way to the summer court, so that, that makes sense. When when's your trial when's the trial do you know i look down at my uh, piece of paper see if there's a date or a place it's like reading gibberish it is sylvan but it's more this structure this bureaucratic structure of this document kind of makes no sense but you can see something that looks like a date but it's not on a calendar you know of uh do you show it to them i I specifically pointed out and hope they don't notice, like, the beginning of the document. Can you give me a sleight of hand to kind of cover the bulk of it? Yes. Uh, slight, 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 slight. Hmm. Is that a 14? Uh, they rolled a 3, so they don't notice it, but they do see the date and they say, Oh, that's, that's, in, that's in two days. That's after the weekend. Thank you. We're going to spend so much time in the Feywild. I'm sorry. Phil just starts, like, lightly smacking his head against the window. <laughs> a fairy just comes over and puts, like, a pillow between your head and the window. It's like, here, here, you, you look like you were uncomfortable. Like, what you guys Everybody are gathering is... I sympathize with Balthiel. I was going to, no, you keep doing you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they don't stop you, but... What you're gathering is everyone just hates Willow here, but loves you too. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like so every, fucking confused. It's just like um, every other day of my life. Um, but, it, but it's coming to you, Willow. Um, the three big rules, because these are things that you would have learned from Willow. Reciprocality. Yeah, hospitality, reciprocity, and reciprocity. ownership are the three big ones. Yeah, don't worry, guys. I finally learned to say it. It's because of good-osity. Yes. Velocity. Velociraptor. Um, Gardor, did you pick up the newspaper in the trash? Nope. Then never mind. Exactly. So... Sorry, I thought I missed something. Yeah. You guys can talk amongst yourself, but the train is going to begin to slow. Uh, this is our stop. Okay. Paul, can you ask them for any good travel recommendations? Sure. Is is Jezebel still sitting with us, or they're standing, just holding like a loop? Um, Let me see. Jezebel, I. Uh, uh, are there any places that we definitely want to see while we're here, since we have some time for our thing? There's the. Well, and they kind of look over you guys, and then they realize that you guys aren't really letting on a lot with your appearances, but they say if you're the bookish type, you would probably want to see uh, the Elder Oak... Um, what's the word I want? Bibliotheca. It's not Bibliotheca, but it's something else. It's the Elder Oak's uh, repository... Yeah, the Elder Oaks Repository of... <laughs> What's up? Yeah, just the Elder Oaks Repository, which seems to be this... Uh, it is a library. It's a massive library in 
um, Selenese or Senelis. And Varys would have really loved that. Okay, thanks for letting us know. We'll check that out. And then, um, if you're looking for any any strange items that you might not see wherever, and they look over you three, wherever you're from, like, uh, trying to think of the word to put a tangle in Balthiel's balls, but, uh, rare components or just magical things that you might not see where you're from, uh, you can check out the Grand Market. Grand Market of Selenies. Selenies. But, uh, cough, cough. Todd, you can find things to make things there. Okay. Um... And then, of course, there's the Summer Court, which it sounds like you will be making your way to anyway. But, um... Oh! There's, like, a... Ping! End of the line. Santa Lise. Thank you for... Thank you for traveling on... Fake Court Speed Train of Quickness. Fucking, I don't know. Thank Comes over the loudspeaker. <laughs> Yeah, it's a loudspeaker. <laughs> Thank you for carrying us, train. Welcome. And as the door opens. I step off. Yeah, you guys are sort of, sort of just shuffled out by the crowd. Um, everyone seems very intent where they're going. Um, uh... Though, you know, mm -hmm. I want to, I was going to say, um, as like, there's a kind of a hustle and bustle, I was going to try to pull Jezebel aside. Um, if they're not like too, like, like hasty to get on their way. You want to give me a persuasion? Cause they, they're holding like a briefcase. They, they seem like they, they got things to do. Uh, persuasion is 21. All right. They have a business lunch. Feywild, fey creatures aren't very wise, so they did roll a natural 20, but I'll just Oof. say they don't have a modifier. So, yeah, you, you're able to, like, tug their coat, and they're like, yes, my metal friend? Yeah, sorry to keep bothering you, but I, we're not from around here. Uh, and so I was just wondering, what did my friend do? What rule did they break? Hospitality, of course. You're a guest in their realm. As they're whispering, they're, they've they're started whispering this to you. There's like, yeah, I'm having this aside from. I was I was trying to make it like away from everybody else. And there's like, have they not been here in a while? Have they not come home? Uh, I I don't know a whole lot about their past, and of course the time works differently here, so I don't know how long they've been gone. Well, anyway, I'm sorry for bothering you. I, I'll, I'll let you be on your way. Thank you so much. Well, of course. And, um, Gardor, were you going to ask Jezebel anything? No, or I was just going to ask if I could look for that bin before I got off the train and snatch up that newspaper. You can snatch up that newspaper on the way out. And pop that top yeah. off. And I'm just, like, following Balthiel, and he has, like, an aside, but I'm just, like, sitting here reading this newspaper. So, you are effectively on, like, a subway train landing, like, underground. 
Um, you can stay here, or you can make your way upstairs. But there's like no sitting space, and it's become pretty bare. And also, once it's cleared out, the doors slammed on the train, and it just fucking shot. Like you almost feel yourselves like pull a little bit with how quick this train went, and like the change in pressure. Like it almost rips the the paper out of your hands, Gardor. But uh, you three find yourself on a train landing. Everything's made of white stone. There are green lanterns in this space. Um, as soon as the satyr that we saw kind of scampers off, I'm going to take an action, change into a satyr, and just be like, really, I've always wanted to try out these hooves. Yeah, you, you tug your shoes off and you have hooves now. Excellent. It's crazy to me that they'd be inspired by someone like me, considering I like, kind of look off in the direction that the train took off, and considering they have... That sort of stuff around here. Do you know how that thing works, both of you? Do I know how that thing works, DM? You want to give me an Arcana check? Sure. Yikes. Um... Fourteen. Magnets. It's effectively magical magnets. As you're looking down at the rails, you can see that they're inscribed with runes and shit. Um, it's obvious that magic passes through this, but that's about as much as you can tell. Yep, I just tell Willow magnets, because that's all Willow will understand. I'm just sitting there like... Black-jawed, very happy. Oh. About uh, the 30-minute well, mark. So anything you guys want to talk about quick? Willow, uh, how long have you been gone from this place? Let's see. Um, well, there was that brief sojourn where we talked to the Green Man. Before that, it had been a couple months, and that's when I was stuck in the Feywild for ten years. But I wasn't any around any big civilization like this. It was just a grove. Yeah. Speaking of which, what did he? What did the Green Man do? Why are we here? I don't know. Oh. Uh, speaking of the green one, and I hold out the newspaper. I'm like, do all do all of you uh, do all of you worship this thing, person? I don't, whatever. I don't. I I, I kind of thought it was like a, 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 it's, a lesser. It's an archfey. Archfey. Yeah. Willow, have figure you, out how to express that. Willow, have you been Just fraternizing like, with the bad guys? I'm not gonna roll it out. Gardor does hold up a hold up this newspaper, and even from this distance, you can see that there's just a big ass picture of Awa on the front of it. Like, oh, it's him. You guys know him. That's the guy. Looking at Gardor, are we gonna have to bail out Willow again? Well, this is this is court summons. Well, we're always bailing Willow out. Yeah, I bailed you out like at least once. Um, Whether that's true or not, I'm just like, I don't know about that. Uh, what does the, the newspaper say? Um, just as you're looking at it, you can see that Titania has levied charges against the Green One for failing to RSVP to her summer uh, her summer party. There's a word I want, but it's not here. Mid-summer. Her summer party for the 377th time in a row. Solstice. I don't know. That's I'm like, 
Okay, that does break the rules of the Feywild, but that's a little silly. Because it's 377, or because he just declined the invite? No, I failed think... to respond to the RSVP. The newspaper literally howlers it real quick. <laughs> I have to... I have to respond to that? Oh, this is gonna kill as this is, time. Yeah, as this is happening, you hear, like, a clack coming down the stairs. And you hear... And... John... Or not John. <laughs> Noah and Todd, you better get excited. Ob, Hello? Hello? And you see a small child-sized being holding a large sign over his head. Um, and from this distance, you can see that it's a child-sized scarecrow. It's clever claw. <laughs> with with la- massive lobster claws and this like stag head, and he's holding a sign which, from this distance, you can say it says Gallandell, but it's misspelled. He's like. Um, uh, hey, are are you guys here here for the court case? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. are you holding a sign that misspells a, a friend's name? So I'm. They just crash down the stairs. The sign crunches in half, and their head falls off and rolls towards you guys. And it's just like laying there at the base of the stairs. Ballfield. I was just like, "What the fuck is this place?" Whoop. And the headless thing just stands up. Ah, oh hey, and the 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 skull kind of rattles. I am over here. I reattach the head. Yeah. Oh okay. Um. Oh, they just look at you, and even though you're a satyr right now, they're just like, oh, you're you're Yovana. Yeah. Oh That's okay. Says. So so I'm Clapperclaw. I'm the public defender assigned to this case, and I'm here to. Here to take you guys to the to, 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 to the summer court. We gotta get you. We gotta get you in now. They're closing. They're closing in two hours. We we gotta get you guys in the queue. Um, I'm thought- supposed to be four of you. It's a lot. I'm sorry. Story. There's a queue for court. I'm just gonna say this is yeah. Yeah, we gotta get you visitors passes, but isn't there an elf? Um, the jury the fucking loves elves. To answer that, this is downright cool, Jed. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gallandale. Is what's Gallandale? This is a fresh wound. Uh, little he, could, little he couldn't make it. He was unable to attend. There's gonna be an empty seat in court, but fuck, uh, let's go. And he just starts running up the stairs. Just throws them. the sign. Just throws the sign into the, into like the the tracks. What's the hurry? It's in two days. Yeah, but it's the weekend. So if you if you guys don't get in line, uh, Titania's gonna fucking kill you. Let's go. If you guys don't have badges by Monday, the case is thrown out. Three witnesses. You guys are dead. Let's go. All right, we're. I, I book. Alright, you guys say anything else before we cut to the main plot? No. Nope. Hardor just shakes his head. The, your fuck. politics are fucking whack, and I just walk. Hardor, are you going to try to police the entire Feywild? 
I make one comment about how fucked up their politic, the political, uh, yeah, I don't trust day to days are, and you think I'm just gonna police everyone? Come on, Willow. Yes, you you know me by now. I don't. I, know I, don't, you a bit. I don't do that anymore. All right, we gotta go. But so, <clears throat> as our three heroes. Um, with the strange being that is apparently the public defender of this case uh, leads you to the summer court. We return to Letterkenning. And in this moment, uh, three of you have made your way out of this residential building that's begun to collapse. Um, and you're all holding like your your various various survivors from this uh you notice that linus has not made his way out and almost as you're starting to realize this you hear a very primal scream from inside the building as linus explodes out um holding these two half work children in his arms Uh, once Linus is, like, clear of the collapsing building, it looks, like he said, very heroic until Linus literally just throws these children to the ground. And it's almost like he's scrambling away from them. He, I think I described this last time, but he kind of just, like, lands on his knees, like, 10 or 15 feet away from them. And he's just gripping the sides of his head, and you just see him, he just starts to start, he just starts screaming up into the sky. Um... And then eventually just falls silent, and you just see his hands just kind of fall to his side as he's just sort of, like, kneeling there in silence, staring up at the sky. And eventually his, falling. His, his head just sort of sinks, hair kind of falls, now that it's all wet and muddy, uh, kind of falls in front of his face, but he's just, he's just sitting there in the mud, or kneeling there in the mud. I'm gonna slowly approach, um, does he look injured? Uh, I am a little banged up from the when we took damage when the from the all the, the building initially collapsing. I think was the or was it the earthquake? Just various parts of it collapsed out on you guys, yeah. and I took some damage, but not as much as everybody else. All right, I'm gonna do a healing word on you and try to use that to also soothe your emotional state. Not reverse any condition, just you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, just let me know how much you heal me by. Ah, shit. I, That's uh... 14. I... 14? 14. Cool, thanks. Um... Corvos, you, uh, you untangle the child from your net. Yeah, I was about to say, am I, did I witness this, or, like, am I on the side of the building, like, climbing you guys... down, or, and, like, helping out everyone that is on the side of the building. Or... So the rest of you had made your way back into the street. Um, the kind of the survivors from this building are all like helping themselves. There was a large orc that more or less said like help or get the hell out of our way and he's sort of just staring at you all. Um, a half-orc woman has taken the two kids and kind of pulled them away from Linus during this. Uh, but you're all in the street. There is a collapsed building. 
Uh, you can see some other individuals have made their way out of other buildings to just see this debris, see this catastrophe that's unfolded. Okay, um, I'm gonna go to where there's at least like six injured people within a decent radius. I'm gonna sit down on the ground, grab my amethyst, and start saying a prayer. Uh, so this is gonna take ten minutes of prayer of healing. And yeah, some of them, some of them recognize what you're doing, and they do they do take a seat beside you and. A halfling woman also begins chanting with you, joining you. So you're doing that. That's gonna be um. Yeah, this. Don't worry about it right now. What's everyone else doing? After a moment or so, Blind is is healed and he uh, he watches the cuts, some of the smaller cuts on his hands start to knit themselves back together, and eventually he just slowly gets to his feet, and then just kind of, he stalks off somewhere where he's sort of away from everyone else, just quietly. It's important, Dayfair, what would you like to do in this moment, with all these apes that joined you in the street? Yeah, um... <laughs> Um, since they're more or less dispensable, um, I think he's just gonna send them back through the rubble, um, to see if there's anybody or anything left in there that they can kind of salvage. Um, since if something collapses on them, you know, they're gonna disappear after the spell ends anyway. Can you give me? You got? Do you, did you summon eight things in this moment? No, I believe it was four. All right, just roll two d twenty for me. Fourteen. Thirteen. Okay, they vanish. They vanish into there, um, and they'll they'll spend some time rummaging in there. But a odd, a tense calmness has kind of fallen over the people in the street. There's like a little bit of muttering. Um, you can still hear Callisto and this halfling woman chanting. Uh, you can see some of the individuals around them are being healed. Um, Corvos, you're you're wrapping up your net. Um, and at this point, the large orc in a leather apron kind of makes his way up to you. He says, um, well, you, you guys certainly didn't get the fuck out of the way. So, thanks. Uh, feel we're indebted to helping those around here. We're in unfamiliar territory and might as well make ourselves useful. I hear, uh, especially people like me aren't really, you know, thought fondly of around here. Well, you, you and you and yours are outsiders and 
never really know what to expect from outsiders when they make their way into the Black Blood. You as well. You did, would, did you think? Would you think less of me before I before I helped? Yes, less, but just wary. And when you say outsiders, do you mean anyone as a whole, or when yours are not a kid? Okay. Nevertheless, it's not my place. I'm I'm here on on business, and I am glad to have helped. I would do it any any day of the week. If you, what are we we're looking a, for? A tavern, right? Holds out a big meaty paw. He's like, uh, I'm Coric, and and he kind of. Gestures his head first to uh, Linus, who's uh, sulking in an alley not far from you. How's it going? He said, oh. he said what? Tricks his head at Linus and said, uh, your, your friend over there. He kind of points to the two half-work children. He's like, he saved my twins. But doesn't look like he uh, let him be I don't I don't know what that was about I don't think I want to know I've seen I've seen some berserkers out in the clans they didn't they didn't unsettle me as much as that did but uh, well Cork you uh, and yours are welcome here in the black blood after that Cork that's great to hear uh I'm, you know, he's more of an acquaintance, but I, I will also try to figure out what the, the meaning behind all, all that was. More importantly, we're looking for a, uh, a tavern, I believe. Do, is there any uh, taverns close by in the uh, Black Blood District? There. There's a few, but, uh, are you looking for a warm hearth, or are you here on a dark business? Why can't it be both? Dayfair, do you remember what we're looking for? How they call out? Well, Dayfair is going to check his notes. Um, you guys know that the rusted yes, axe. Looking, yeah. That that one. It's my my friends aren't fond of the rain. I don't mind it, but we could warm up before tending to our other business. Well, even after all this, and at this point, your prayer of healing is starting to wrap up, and uh, your apes uh, they come back out with they don't have any survivors or any bodies. But they do return with little baubles that it just with their brains, they saw these things and are like, oh, shiny. And uh, a couple of the people in the crowd kind of walk up warily and there's whispers like, oh, they were able to get some heirlooms, some things of sentimental value. But uh, 
job, apes. If if you wish, they can return those. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I think this is a uh, Dayfair trying to ingratiate himself. He realized it didn't go well earlier, so this is him being like, and of course, I have secured your belongings. <laughs> Poor people. Um, monkeys, give them their things. Now they all take them. Coric, uh, uh, as no, he's talking. No, no. No need to thank me. No, it's okay. No one did. Absolutely no one was. No one did. They're all, like, excited that it looks like no one died during this, and some of their their possessions are returned, but uh, to your mention of the rain and a warm place, and look at that mountain bike, guys. Look at that. Look at that thing in there. Look at that basement. The thing's bang. Damn it, John. Um... Quirk says, well, I, you're not going to get that great of a reception at the Rusted Axe, uh, but there is always um, the Wretch's Roost, which would be a bit more... If you give them, just tell them I sent you. Um, you can definitely get a room, room or two there, but... I, I would avoid the rusted axe unless you you know what you're getting into. There's been things have been a bit odd around here since uh, that whole fiasco down in Limerick. A lot of strange orcs and orc ken coming through here. Limerick and Letterkenny are like complete opposite sides of Ireland, right? Like, Letterkenny's north. Yeah. Down south. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, they are well aware of the incident, now known as the Awakening, that happened months earlier in Limerick. Also, the Wretch's Roost is now my de facto in name for any one-shots I need. I just love it. You learn that the innkeeper of the wretch's roost, uh, her name is Zora. Z O R A. It's Spanish. That means Zoro's sister. Yes. It just means girl Zora. Yes. Yorick the Yorick. You get directions to both. Yeah. I. Bid Cork do and I bring Dayfair towards um I'm learning names to Linus and Callisto and see how they're doing. Callisto's probably wrapping up her prayer. You see Lion. tears in the halfling woman's face. She's like, I forgot about that one. Thank you. And like she takes your hand in her tiny mitts. Yeah. Kisses Holding it. it. Linus I is sitting by a, a shack nearby, just like in a broken wheelbarrow. It's just filling with rainwater, and you're just laying in the rainwater. Just being, this is fine. Just being Everything is fine. Well, friends, <laughs> looks like we have two options after we heroically save those people, writing yet another short chapter in our ventures. 
Do we embrace adversity and progress to the challenging end? Or sink slyly under the waters and go to the place we may be welcome? What do you Mike. what say you, friends? Well, we were summoned to find Arashka, and we know he is at the rusted axe. We could go get rooms first, but we have to go to the rusted axe. That is excellent. There's no other way around it. From the wheelbarrow, we should get on with our mission. We came here for a reason. Linus, do you need help out of there? Ha. And uh, I stand up in the wheelbarrow and then just hop out. I'm just going to whisper to Corvus, I thought he was stuck, that's why he wasn't moving. As you stand up in the wheelbarrow, you're still, like, shorter than Callisto. (laughs) Yep. Uh, In agreement, then. Yeah. Head to the rusted axe. Uh, Excellent. I'm going to look at Dayfair and Westmoreland Corpse. How hurt are you guys? Because I am fucked up. If you... Like, there's a split in my dress at one point. You can see that my leg is almost mangled. I just, like, get down and look at it, and I, like, take a finger out, and I just, like, push it. But, like, when I do that, I spend some points of lay on hands and, like... I was offering to do something for all of us. I was just uh, wondering how you Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I see, and I just, like, take my finger and just... just... My leg is... Back to Give you, uh, I don't know, 35. Uh, how, how much health do you need? <laughs> 35 would be wonderful. 35. Really? I give you 35. I need I need 60, but 35 is great. Uh, fuck it. No, no, no. You get 35. Good. Yeah, I think, um, Dayfair is just gonna mutter a little healing word onto himself. He doesn't offer it to anybody else. He's like, oh, heal me. And um, heals himself for a little bit. I recognize the incantation and I just kind of side eye him. <laughs> you know, Dayfair, it is never a bad thing to ask for help. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't. What? No. What are you talking about? Anyway. Um, uh, that, that was in general, not towards anything specific that happened. Yes, if any of you need help. Feel free to ask. That was a great point. Excellent suggestion. Thank you. Callie. Anyway, let's go. I do not like that. He's a little unnerved and he's just like very quickly walking away. I fucking hate that. (laughs) Kind of a purple flot of fire in her eyes for the first time. You can call me Listo. 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 Or Liss. Alrighty. We have to the, the axe first. Okay. Getting on the go. I'm gonna take a bio break and fill up my tea. Everyone wants to do so. John, hopefully you weren't sitting too long. No, I was totally rejiggering my um, character sheet. I'm trying to make it more efficient. So. And that was very useful. Alright, BRB. Yeah, same. Back. 
I was so excited when I... I actually hinted at Clapperclaw in Witchlight. Because there was a point where he's just like... He, he said something about how maybe he would go to the Summer Court or something, now that he had his head back. So, full circle. I think I remember that. Because he, like, took you guys to the next place, and you guys were like, well, what are you going to do now? He's like, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll go to law school. I have a summer court. I'm just proud of myself for remembering his name. I'm proud of Todd, too, for not making me have to deal with an awkward silence. <laughs> I recognize the description. I didn't remember the name. I knew who it was, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Clapperclaw was the name, but I couldn't, I wasn't... Clapperclaw, I'm the public defender, assigned you a court case. Do you guys talk and walk at all? Um, no, because they, they fear kind of made me angry there for a second, so I'm stewing. I think Pally is a gorgeous name. Linus is, is, uh basking in the in the silence um who wants to roll a d6 for me as you're making your way Done. off uh two that's the first one no it's not that's the best one so as you so you guys have already left a nicer part of Letterkenny to enter the Black Blood. And you can tell that it's getting even shittier as you're following these directions uh, from Korok, the Auric. And as you round an intersection, you see you see a very filthy human man in a long coat and a ski cap. And he, he gives a gruff shout. Hey. I got what you need. I'm just gonna look around. I don't need anything. Thank you. Have a good day. If you open your that coat, I'll slice off every appendage you have. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Actually, give me an intimidation. He was totally gonna flash us. It's totally based off the dude from Leo and Satan, but um, that's a twelve. Well, let's see if he's afraid of you. He does roll a fourteen. Fuck. Mm. You sure about that short stuff? I don't know. How lucky are you feeling? He rolled higher that time. Um, oh! I have this thing called Cosmic Omen that whenever I see somebody... So I rolled an even one today. So whenever I see a creature I see in front of me, he's about to make an attack roll, a saving throw, or an ability check, I can use my reaction to roll a decent He's doing none of those. It's not an ability check? Intimidation? It's an ability check. Oh, no. He's contesting. You see within 30 feet of you. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's different. I thought you were saying about, I thought, something else. Just in story, I think the loot, 
uh, Linus is so mad at Dayu that he's extra intimidating. Well, here's the here's the uh, the thing though. Uh, you have to roll even her out first. Yeah, you got to roll I since I did it at the start of the day. Was it I well? Got, I got uh, six. So I got. So it's wheel. So are you helping Linus? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead and add your add your wheel dice. Five to your whatever you just did. Just oh, okay, so then it'll be a 17 for me. Which I think is just Linus is so mad at Dafer in general that he's extra intimidating. Yeah, I, I'd probably give it that he's like, you sure about that short stuff? And um, he kind of sees Dayfair just like standing behind you. And not realizing which of you is the more dangerous, he's more like, <clears throat> well, fine. If, if you guys think you got what you need, he starts to fuck off. But he's definitely within earshot still, if anyone. I don't think we need to mingle with the locals. It might not hurt to not threaten to kill all of them, though. I didn't threaten to kill him. I threatened to cut off his appendages if he flashed us. There's a lady yeah, in the presence. Linus, that can kill people. And I can take care of my own. I think you did a great job, Linus. I hate when the riffraff accosts me on my walks. It was fantastic. I'm just saying maybe not continue. We don't want a bad reputation. If we don't complete our mission, our reputations won't matter. Also, we are going into a rough part of town. Not the worst thing to be seen as a little brusque, a little abrasive. Hell, I might not even ask for tea. I'm not saying it's out of the question. I'm saying find a proper balance. There might be such thing as too much bravado. Mm, just cut they off can, his penis next time, Linus. They can That's see a great the point, Yes, that, that is penis, fine. Not all appendages. I've never seen why someone would need that. Are you talking of all of us or just Dayfair here, Callisto? Dayfair. Okay. In that case, I agree with Callisto. Great. Excellent. The stars are aligned. <laughs> Behind my leadership. Onward. God, I hate that we're both into astrology. Quick. Polaris leads me. If you two are done flirting, let's go find the rusty anvil. I'm cool with that. It's the rusted anvil now. What was it actually? I was actually, as I was pouring tea, as I was pouring tea, I was just like, I need a better name, because I totally just said rusted axe as a placeholder. This anvil's good. (laughs) Yeah, I did that on purpose. Rusty axe to the rusted anvil. Even on accident, Todd's good. It's that, that, uh, also being a DM, it's kind of had that, like, Definitely didn't forget that it was an axe. My brain's just like bad, the bad man. Oh, I am a DM. But now he he fucked off. Um, and actually, <laughs> okay, let's see if I actually fucking beat Dayfair's fucking passive perception. I don't. Uh, you noticed that? Uh, fuck you, John. I didn't. Even uh, you noticed? Yeah. You notice that uh, this uh, 
exposed entrepreneur um, has disappeared into the alleys, but seemed like he was heading in the same direction you guys were. Just as a um, heads up, we may have to deal with that unsavory gentleman. We have some lints? So Why, maybe wait, what? We just sharpen whatever pointed penis projectile you have, Linus. I look at Callisto. Guess it's a good thing we made an impression then. See? We're all okay. bonding. <laughs> That's one. I wasn't saying what happened back there was bad, but that just finds this is tavern. Find it the rusted axe anvil. Yeah, you get the axe body spray. It doesn't take long, but you find a very decrepit building. Um, the sign hanging from a sign hanging from one chain link broken on the other kind of creaks in the wind in the rain. Um, it is in the shape of an anvil and it says the rusted anvil. As you are approaching on the street and you see this, you notice the front of this building is completely boarded off. No light is coming out of the windows. Where a door would be, there's just an obnoxious amount of planks of wood across the entrance. I go and I kind of like touch the door, see if it's illusion magic at all. It's solid. It's just planks of wood. Um, the so you make your way up, like the stairs creak a little bit, and you be, you press on the door. And as you're standing there for a second, can you give me a dexterity saving throw? As Hell the yeah. as the porch gives way under your feet. And yeah, you fall through, and your foot gets pierced by several metal spikes that are just under this dry, rotted wood. Uh, you're gonna take. This is not eight hundred damage. Eight oh million damage. Thirty. Hey, you know, touches the spike and you just fucking explode. Yeah. Welcome to level thirteen. It's a spike of power. <laughs> like, yeah, you, are, you are gonna take fifteen piercing damage, and I need a con save oh, as um, the smell of just shit is coming up from this. Are you gonna give me tetanus? Oh wait, no. Mike, you're, you're, get, you're gonna get AIDS from this needle. Con save. That one's a sixteen. Yeah, you, you stave off poison, but you do take 15 piercing. And you are uh, you you are grappled in this moment, but there's no, like, initiative. But you know you're stuck and you gotta pull yourself. But you guys just watch Callisto walk up here, touch this door, and just fall through. You just hear a, a voice from underneath. Do not come this way. I mean, <laughs> you're still, like, this tall yeah. over the porch. Like... I, I turn around and it's like, I think I'm impaled, uh, boys. And I lift my arms. Uh, I go over and offer a hand of assistance as I say, where where do we stand on uh, 
being rough and intimidating now. All for it. And I reach out and help her Just up. Just whisper to Lux. They put shit on the spike. I can smell. Oh, I thought you were not spiked. Well, why did you think that? I'm not going to say why. You guys really gotta stop with the height thing. It's not like it stunts other... Shut up. Just nothing, to do, nothing to do with height. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Get out of the hole. It's something Jinx told me. What did Jinx tell me you to... about my smell? I'm being lifted out of the hole now. <laughs> you wanna roll a deception as you're saying that? <laughs> I kinda do. Because Jinx has never way. talked about Linus to you. It's in like the once or twice. Can I roll a perception against that, like to challenge it? Yeah, an insight to challenge it if you would like. Ah, uh, you win. As a... I got like a 12. Uh, you guys are able to tug Callisto out of this uh, this pit trap. I would love for other people to go first from now on. Um as I'm looking at a giant hole through my foot. Sure. Some and, shit on uh, it. You hear from the back of Linus's throat what sounds like a guttural, like, sort of like almost like a growl. Um, unless the rest of you, any of you speak Infernal. Um, but uh, he says something, and then uh, he walks over the space that you fell through, but he's just floating there because he activated his winged boots and he approaches the door just floating there in the air and tries to open it so there's no door it's planks of wood across the door frame oh, goes um then Linus just gives Hi. it a, gives it a rap like he just knocks on it forcefully um then I fly up to the roof okay and land on the roof um you, you can certainly do that. You guys just watch as. Is there like a watch chimney? as? Uh, there's a chimney, but it's it's like a pipe. Would I be able to fit in it? No. Fuck. But when you get up here, there is faint smoke coming out of it. This building is not empty. Okay. Um, if they don't see anything else up here, then I, I go back down to my friends. You guys see me, I'm up there for a couple of seconds, then I come back down and I light next to all of you, and I'm, there's smoke coming out of the smokestack up top. There's people inside. No way in from the top. Is it an entrance around back? The Aether is just gonna loudly, like, performatively talking to you guys. What do you say? Do we just burn it down? And then cast um, Produce Flame in his hand. I'm just gonna sit down. thought we just said just we didn't want to murder everybody we see. Yeah, but maybe everyone inside would be like, No, don't burn it down. And they'll open the door. That's Dayfair's thought. The door's boarded up. I don't think they could open it if they wanted to. Maybe there's a second door. Yeah, we should probably Places investigate the rest have of the structure. I don't want to accidentally kill a contact. Um, yeah, Lion starts investigating the other sides of the structure. Doing a once-around. 
Don't worry about it, guys. Everything's fine. Yeah. yeah you, you, ha you haven't been panicking for the last five minutes. Huh. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm also wondering why I don't have any fucking tokens in Roll20 right now. Maps. Like, I don't even have basic tokens. It's a square. Look at us. Alright, we're not fucking with this anymore. So, as you guys are walking around the back, um, you hear a shing, 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 and Lioness, you know that this is the sound of someone sharpening a blade. Uh, I very confidently approach the noise. Um, as you guys round the corner, you can see that there are two big-ass burly orcs. So, like, this way? Yeah. So, you just see these green circles because God shits in my dinner once again. Uh, but these are two big-ass burly orcs just sitting in chairs. Like, we're, talk we're talking, like, shitty armchairs that people threw out in the rain years ago. And um, they're both situated on both sides of a like storm storm door that would descend into a basement um, in the back of the structure. And one is sharpening an axe, and they both just as soon as Linus you round the corner, they're just like just gorillas. Ugh. Stop sharpening. Evening, gentlemen. I've been told that we shouldn't be so abrasive with everyone we meet. So, how do we get inside? Just a terrifying smile. You got... Uh, he just, one just, like, holds out his hand at you. Big, meaty claw. Uh. That means money. Linus reaches into a small pouch on his... On his uh, Side, and he deposits one gold piece into the hand. I add another one. That's probably enough. Damn it. They fair do not be a cheap. Oh, fuck, I logged out of Rule 21 accident. Fine. An accident, he says. I was trying to drag a token, any... but I can't I do it. No one gets to have tokens this session, Chris. I have one! No. Jesus, get that thing out of here. Jesus, there's more. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. Boom, boom. <laughs> there you go. Two gold pieces. One for each of you. I gave one. Straight. We gave three. Unless Corvus is holding out. Corvus, are you just hiding back there? Because you moved yourself back. <laughs> I'm now. I'm, I'm with everyone. Okay. Corvus' just... plate mail tries to sneak... <laughs> <laughs> in plain so, sight. This orc. I think it's just two gold at this point. Just. There's three. I think Bayfair said he gave a gold piece. Bayfair said yes. Yeah. He just drops it into the mud and just sits back in the armchair sharpening his axe. You guys can just see the gold, like the rain hitting the gold, washing some of the mud off of it. Linus approaches, the other. Linus approaches him intentionally stepping on the gold pieces as he like takes a step forward maybe I didn't make myself clear enough 
We're going inside. I'll take an intimidation against this big ass orc uh, bouncer. God damn. Uh, I think it's a 15. On the natural 18, this orc stops sharpening his axe and just stares at you. Are you sure you are? Like in the, this is the clearest he spoke in this entire exchange, and it's still awful. And at this, his hot, putrid breath, as he's, even though he's sitting in this chair, he's still a little above your eye level. Just, are you sure? Buddy, you don't want to die, and I don't want blood on my dress. So, the air is getting, the air is getting tense as these two orcs are staring at you for um, at this point, uh, you hear a shuffling to the south. That's a piss poor snake against Dayfair's fucking passive. Uh, you hear a shuffling, and you can actually see the uh, the the man that you saw earlier, kind of uh, tripping over a can, and just uh, as you guys just turn and look at him. Only Dayfair saw the guy, right? Or he rolled a fucking eleven. You all saw him, oh, as far as okay. I'm concerned, or, or at least heard someone trip over shit to the south. And there's just the man in the trench coat down there. <clears throat> Dayfair just turns the rest of the party. Yeah, told told you we'd see him again. I uh, what are you looking for? Linus hasn't stopped making eye contact with this orc. <laughs> Sexual tension. It's it's Pikachu and Charizard from the the short before the first uh, Pokemon movie. Deep cut. I love it. Shit. Uh, I am gonna cast that, but I didn't mean to put it in the thing because I was gonna make sure I knew what I was gonna do. I'm gonna do the voice booming one, and I was like, just say, "Well, please step aside and keep your heads." And you give me an intimidation and keep I before actually here's what I'll say. You know that these two orcs are on edge at this point. Yeah, and you, you this guy to the south has kind of given his himself away. So can you give me an intimidation? Yep. Oh, I damn it. Never mind, I should have done what I wanted to do. Fifteen. <laughs> For once, Derry's green dice is helping me. That's my second natural 20. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe this the one, threat doesn't translate with the accent. It doesn't, but, uh... Step away. Pick me. Please step away. The orc in front of Linus just... <sighs> looks to the one to his right, and... This one steps up, and that's a big ass pink circle now. The <laughs> fuck is that Pikachu abomination? <laughs> <laughs> and I killed that orc instantly. But uh, this orc to the north, kind of just making eye contact with the one to his left, takes a step up and just swings this rusty cleaver at um. It looks like Dayfair. Is that you to oh, the north? Biscuits. Yeah. 
You're the closest, so <laughs> if everyone wants to roll initiative, we can Thank see you, how uh, see how balanced your guys' characters are. Dude, I was about to roll intimidation. They keep trying to give us fucking tetanus. John, we yep. get the same. Did we get the same roll? Uh, oh wait, no, I got twenty-one. Scratch that. Oh, let's go. God damn it. Yeah. Um, so orcs, even though this one got a surprise round, and uh, Dayfair does a. Yo, where's my fucking stat blocks at? Who sets up a stat block like this? Let's try that again. There's a 17 hit. Dayfair, as this rusty cleaver comes swinging at you. The rusty axe does not hit. Oh uh, yeah, you're able to duck over it. This guy's next to you. Uh, you can't see this guy. Well, you do know that guy's to your south. Um, fuck, how's this gonna work? Alright, these big-ass orcs have an initiative of three. I can't get them in the order. And this guy to the south rolled a natural... That's my third natural 20 with this dice. Why doesn't this work this well when I'm playing Derry? Uh, this guy to the south rolls a natural 20, and some enemies that you don't see roll a 14. So, um, at the top of the round, Linus, uh, you do have a guy within range of you, big-ass orc sharpening an axe, who's starting to stand up as his ally takes a swing at your ally. What would you like to do? Uh, if he's starting to stand up, does that mean if I move away, he'll have an attack of opportunity? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's just standing up. I'll make it a narratively. I'll make a rapier attack against uh, him. Okay. With my uh, ice brand, so I think that's a bitch twenty to hit. Oh, it'll hit. Um, and so then. Pretty thick guy, just wearing like a leather jacket. Okay, so then he'll take. Eight piercing damage, and then six cold damage on top of that. Fourteen and all. Yeah, and then after that first right. strike, you guys see uh, Linus goes from just standing quite casually in front of him to there's a flash of like blue light, and there's just this gash that immediately seals from the from the cold energy. Just like it just it just seals back up, but then you see the blood just like coagulate. And then he, uh, in the aftermath, he zips away, because he's got mobile. And you see him, like, rocket through the air, like, flying. Dayfair, he comes up right in front of your face as he makes three attacks against uh, the guy in front of you. So he'll make two with the ice, with the frost brand. Um, that's a bitch 20. Level 13. What's that? I'm just saying level 13. Yeah. nuts. He'll make a, a, that'll be a bitch 20 and a 27, so those are going to both hit. For where's my D8s? Don't be dumb. All right. Uh, thirteen plus ten is twenty-three. Twenty-three piercing damage plus six cold damage. Total. Uh, I think that's twenty-nine. Yes. Is that your turn? Yeah, I'll stop there. 
Alright, that'll bring us to Dayfair. You just watched Linus stab one guy, rocket through the air with a spin, and just <laughs> the guy in front of you. Oh, um, what's so I hit with the the third strike? Or the so I hit with my bonus action strike. Uh, he's also wounded, because it's my sort of wounding. Okay, what's that effect do? Uh, let me let me find sort of wounding and pop it up for you. Alright, I'm gonna move to Dayfair while that's happening. That's fine. Dayfair, you're going to see this giant seven-and-a-half-foot-tall, blue-skinned behemoth, essentially, um, Sailor Moon transform. So just like this big twinkling light appears around him and he spins and and takes on his archer form. Um, and he's now covered in like, his skin is almost, like, it's a darker purple, almost, like, looking at the night sky. He's got little splotches of white all over him, like, constellations. Um, and, like, it, yeah, he's just glimmering. He's very pretty. Um, and he's going to attack the... Um, this way, right here. Okay. You attack this guy with uh, his, ra- his range spell attack, which he gets as a bonus action for becoming an archer. So he gets see, archer form. 21 to hit. Yeah, we good. It'll hit. Four, 12, 17 damage. Radiant damage. So that's just his bonus action. Then his main action, he's going to, he's going to cast Guiding Bolt on this boy right here. Alright, if you want to make your attack a disadvantage as you attack someone in melee? Uh, no, actually I don't think I will. I'm going to attack this one. It's gone, boy. That hits. Hates us. That's back. I don't know what my Discord did. Mine's been wonky all night. Uh, 26 to hit the Guiding Bolt. 13 damage there. And whoever attacks next has advantage. So this guy essentially, like, a little of my star residue rubs up on this guy. And he's, um, he's glittering. He's got sparkles. He's got stripper sparkles on him. Ooh. Oof. Twitter. Flaw damage. Mostly it's psychological damage. Okay. Um, anything else, Daper? Action, bonus action. No, that'll do it. Um, at the end of your turn, the human to the south says, I said I had what you needed. And um, you see that he's holding like a lighter and something like a red stick in his hand. As he lights this stick of dynamite and tosses it into the air, um, it lands in the middle of you guys. And can I get a dexterity saving throw as this dynamite just explodes in the middle of the street? Oh, fuck. Um, first, okay, so also, Jedi, I need to say, uh, I put... Wait, did I? Yeah, I put the sort of wounding link in there. I saw it. But also, the reason why I got confused is because I never ra- rolled my bonus action attack 
Um, I just realized that. I did my three, like, but it's okay. I, uh, I, I we'll we, get it next turn. You can either retcon it, or if you don't want to, that's fine. I don't care. But you have that link now. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, dex save. 18. 15. Oh, fuck. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Yeah, put it in the chat, because I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I can move these stupid-ass fake tokens. God, I suck. Dude, honestly, this is what we're doing. You what guys are fighting throw are we making? Dex. Just want to give a... Uh, just want to make sure everyone's getting a... Uh, plus two to their roll. So I'm within 10 feet of everyone. Whoops. Oh. Oh boy, I'm a Paladins. Then I'll change Alright. As I put Squiggly and friends in here to be our enemies. Squiggly! Squiggly! Danger Dave! So, Danger so, Dave! So, Harry. so these are large orcs, for the record. So, Squiggly... Squiggly is our orcs. Uh, Mifa's gonna be our boy down here. Yeah, no, I was just going to use default tokens and roll 20 for this, but here we are. We're just fighting Willow. Yeah, you're just fighting Willow right now. Um, so, Mifa down here throws dynamite at you guys, and who beat a... who did not beat a 15 and all? Me. That's with the plus two? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, I did, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the 11. It's okay. You tried. I tried. tried. You tried. Um, we should just. Anyone that succeeds, anyone that rolls higher than a fifteen takes twenty fire damage. Anyone that rolled less than a fifteen takes forty fire damage. Okay. I my well, while I'm wielding my frostbite, I have resistance to fire damage, so I would still take twenty, right? Yep. Cool. Oh, this explodes. That's on initiative twenty. Um, which actually that works. On initiative 20, after this explosion, you hear doors bang open in this alleyway, um, and you see two half-orcs uh, hop out, um, both wielding uh, large, just large spears. That's a big-ass danger, Dave. That's Terry. I don't fucking care. Um, Scarence Terrence. Yeah, so Terrence Terrence is going to make his way downtown. Uh, they're appearing, kicking open these doors. Um, that's at initiative 20. That will bring us to Corvos. You're shaking off this fire. Looking around, you see two more enemies appear. Yeah. I got to learn how to play Paladin, my, my friends. This is a lot. Uh, smite, this smite, is, smite, This is smite. the combat for learning your characters. <laughs> smite and then attack a bunch. Well, attack a bunch and then smite. Yeah. So there's several kinds of smite. I move up here. And, like, I was literally just about to, like, telepathically tell these orcs to that, like, oh, like this trident has stabbed larger things than you. And try to intimidate them, and I'm going to show them that yes, this this trident can stabby stab. 
Let's go ahead and attack the one directly to my right. That'll be a 22 to hit. Oh yeah. Oh, I get two attacks. Let's do my other attack. That'll be a 23. And then you get a plus D8 for your improved Divine Smite on each of those. Paladins are cool, guys. 2D8s. Alright. Nerd. Plus 12, 7, plus 8, plus 12. What? 20. 33. So that'll be 33 damage. 20 of that being piercing, 13 of that being radiant. Uh, and then I use my bonus action with Polearm Master to hit him with the opposite end of my my polearm. I tried it. After your first two that attacks. Works. Uh, is it less than a 14? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you <laughs> try to hit him. Uh, Squiggly's uh, bloodied at this point. Um, anything else? Uh, for now, no. While I still learn my character. I'm going to keep reading. Go ahead. Gotcha. So, I guess, by rules of aggro, uh, one of these half-orcs are going to sprint up to you. Sprint up to you, Corvos. This other one is going to take a dash action to get within range of uh, Callisto. Some attacks are happening. Uh, the one that ran up to you, Callisto, is going to use a bonus action to swing at you. It's a natural eight. Fuck it. Goes wide with a spear. And the other one will make two attacks on you, Corvos. Natural nine, nothing. Uh, does 22 hit? 22 will hit, but I also want to stab them as they enter my attack range. With your reaction, I'm assuming? Polar Master. With your reaction, I'm assuming? I don't think it says. It literally does not say. Oh wait, hold on, while you're waiting It's an opportunity oh. attack. Never mind. Okay. I thought it said when they entered your range. No, it is, but you're taking an opportunity attack, so it's still a reaction by definition. Okay. So good. Nineteen yeah. plus something, yeah. That'll be a six seven plus that'll be eight. Eight damage. That's really bad attack. That's okay. Um, dollars make dimes. Alright. Uh, so he's gonna run up, miss you once, take that hit. Gonna swing again. That's gonna be on a one hit. Five times. That's gonna be 15 piercing on you. Uh, that's all he's got. The other guy missed. That was initiative 14. Uh, this will bring us to Callisto. Alright. Oh, how much damage was that dynamite? Uh, it was 20 fire. For saving? You, yeah, you passed. Okay. Damn okay. I'm wanting to do multiple um, leveled spells. Return, but I can't do that. Yeah, so Callista, I... you just dodged a spear. I sure did. 
I'm going to cast a spiritual weapon. My bonus action. <laughs> Thank <Pleasure>. you. <laughs> I'm going to cast a spiritual weapon at a level 4. Don't let it roll for me, I'm going to roll for myself. Okay. Here, you can have danger, Dave. Okay, so yeah. Danger, Dave. Uh, uh, it's not giving me a token for him, so Willow, guess what, you're in. Okay. Who are you hitting? I'm hitting the guy right in front of me. Just, it's a big old fucking uh, mace that looks like my mace, but it's like inky black. And that's gonna be fucking 18 damage with that bonus action. Then I'm gonna cast, not cast, I'm gonna do uh, Channel Divinity, Twilight Sanctuary. Before you do that. Yes, sir. It's a bonus action. That, well, your spirit... I know. Let me finish. Yes. What was your attack roll with your spiritual oh. weapon? Because you said you were doing it. I didn't roll an attack roll. The attack roll is 22. Yeah. Okay, so how much damage? 18. Okay. Thank you. Proceed. Uh, I'm going to channel divinity probably the sanctuary, so... Uh... A purple sphere goes out, gonna encompass all my friends, and everybody who um, ends their turn in it gets temp hit points. Do I have to roll different each time, or do I just do it once? You do it once. Okay. So everybody's gonna get 18 temporary hit points when they end their turn. And that's my turn. Alright. Uh, on initiative three, our big boys are going to start swinging. They each make three attacks. So the one in front of you is pretty pissed off. Uh, Corbos. Uh, natural one, natural seven. Don't give a fuck. Natural 16. Take a 23 is going to hit. Yep. Corbos. Yep. That'll be... He's got a rusted axe. That'll be a 17 slashing. All right. And as this rusted weapon cuts into your skin, can you give me a con save? Nice. Also, Linus, I got three attacks coming your way, too. Okay. Save that one. Save that one. That'll be a 12. You know what? You just beat that. You just beat tetanus. Um... (laughs) If it diseases me, I'm immune to disease. Does a 19 hit you, Linus? No. But a, a but yeah. something on a natural 19 will hit you. So you will also take 17 slashing. It would have been like a 25 yes. if I wanted to do the math. You said 20 slashing? Uh, 17 slashing. Okay. And you'll also give me a con save to fend off tetanus. Okay. Also, you don't have your hit points yet. It's a natural 20. Um, I was dumb, but as you guys are taking these hits, these guys are going to use their bonus actions to rage. Mein Gott. 
Yeah, they're they're just screaming and howling. Um, that will bring us to the top of the round with Linus. Round two, boys. Level thirteen. Um. Oh, fuck. I hate games. <laughs> um. Linus will make two attacks at the uh, guy in front of Corvos. Okay. Uh, it'll be a a 19 and a 22 to hit. I have elbow hit. Cool. Um, D8. So, 6 piercing plus 10, 16, and the cold damage is going to be... Eight cold damage, so uh, twenty-four in, a t- in total. And then okay. the other one that's in front of uh, Dayfair, I'm, I'm also going to attack uh, twice. Once with the um, Frostbrand, that's a your 20- third attack. Yeah, and then a- your bonus action. Yeah, ten four. Um, that's a twenty-four to hit with the Frostbrand, so five plus. Um, Five cold damage is ten plus another five is fifteen. Um, and then he'll try to attack with his bonus action, the sort of wounding. Um, it'll be a bitch twenty to hit. Uh, so then it'll be another d eight, uh, which is three plus five is eight damage, and now he's wounded. So, oh yeah, on their turn, the first guy is taking a little bit of necrotic damage. Did not count that. But yeah, um, even though there's magic damage out of game, they're totem, but uh, you feel like your attacks are not doing as much damage now that these orcs are enraged. Gotcha. Uh, anything else? Um, uh, no. Uh, Dayfair. Um, in his sorry shape, I think Dayfair loses pretty much all of that, like, obscene confidence, and is just, like, almost, you know, robotic, um, like, unemotional, and then, uh, he's gonna call out in a voice that is just contains multitudes, so, like, high, low, it just sounds like a hundred voices are coming out of his mouth, um, and he's just going to call out allies. If you require assistance, call out to me, and I will come to your aid. Um, just like very old, pompous. old pompous, like Roman god kind of like um, attitude. And he's going to actually back away here so we can see the whole battle so if he needs to take an attack off yeah one of these guys can reach you natural three yeah he's fine um and <laughs> he's gonna use his bonus action attack range spell attack 20 to hit oh yeah okay. north or south squiggly yeah this way okay okay 15 damage, and then assuming that we're gonna be going into a fight, 
he is going to cast boom, uh, summon beast. So he uses the bestial spirit stat block. Yeah. Um, is going to. I'm choosing land. All right. Gardor joins the fight. <laughs> God. No. No, no. Gardor, or, not God. Yes, he escaped. Goddor. He escaped God the door. Feywild. Um, yeah. what level are you summoning Beast at? Second. Okay, I think. Yeah. Where do you want? Where do you want Gardor? Um, he's gonna come. How are the two? Bo- how are they? Looking? He's gonna come. He's gonna come. <laughs> um, I'm gonna come. Only one enemy appears to be bloodied at this point, and then... it's the one in front of Corvos. He's gonna try and finish him off, so we'll attack this one. Okay. Um, and yeah, verbal command, just attack, essentially, you know, but pompously, wordily. Unleash your bestial rage upon him, my ally. Something like that. Guy's a fucking nerd. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like that. Um. That guy who suspect it sounds a lot like that guy who thought he had superpowers in like the fifth or sixth grade after seeing like a Wolverine movie. Me? Yeah, who like that was like if I try hard enough I can definitely be an X-Men. Like he sounds kinda like that. The kid who played ninjas like, on the playground. Like the X-Men. You're lucky uh, I have unlocked my shinobi form. Yeah, like, the, the like Naruto that. run. Yeah. yeah. Gonna roll your attacks for your beast. Where am I at? Let me pull up Beastial Spirit real quick. Uh, is there anything else you would do on your turn while you're pulling that up? No. Alright, um, if you want to give me those rolls at the end of Corvos' turn. Um, I don't that I know, I know the Beast cannot finish this work off, but he might be pretty bad by your turn, Corvos. So what would you like to do? I'd step down one square and whack the wounded guy. Oh yeah. That'll be a 24 and 23 to hit. Um, Dayfair, you got, I think you have a second attack, but I'm pretty sure that you two are both gonna finish this guy off. So yeah, it says 26. It says multi-attack. The beast makes the number of attacks equal to half the spell's level. I cast it at a second level. Oh, I thought it scales with your proficiency bonus. Okay, then never mind. Uh, how much damage in all? 26. Alright, you... And you're counting your improved smite? Correct. Uh, you really, you also notice it's not doing as much damage as you think it would, but this guy's... He, like, takes a knee. <laughs> um... That'll bring us to initiative 14. Um, Bonus action, whack him. Yeah. With the other end. I'm whacking. Oh, wait, I guess I could do my... I have to remember Piercer also, okay. Yeah, I'll worry about that later. Chris, jump HP. Okay, that's the last time I'll say it. Once I end my turn, right? Yes. For six rounds. Uh, so 421 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, These are pretty thick. One plus 
six, that'd be seven piercing. Oh, seven bludgeoning, plus another d8. Of radiant, plus two radiant. And if it mattered, the radiant damage from yeah before okay. was ten. No, seven. Alright, this guy is surviving one more. Probably. But he is taking a knee. Um, I'm done. And then I did not do our creepy dynamite boy at initiative 20. So at the end of your turn, Corvos, uh, you begin to see magic forming in his hands as he begins to cast a spell. And as the magic kind of like expands in this. Uh, this red blast. It looks... You guys are level 13. Um, this is obviously meta magic in use. So the magic sort of explodes out and he reaches and grabs it and compresses it again. And it vanishes. And Dayfair, can you give me a charisma saving throw at disadvantage as the sorcerer heightens his spell? I could. I think I want to. And he is outside of your aura at this point. I'm at plus two. He's outside of your ten foot aura. Wait. Oh yeah, I did move. Sorry for the parking. Oh, oh that's not. Oh, I thought this was like one, two, three, four. Like we were all right near each other. I didn't realize that was a creepy guy. Uh, this is this guy. This is the creepy guy that you guys saw earlier. Oh, but I'm just, I thought he this was Terrence uh, token. He Bayfair that was for some weird Bayfair, reason. Yeah. We'll get this cleaned up. I mostly just want to see what you guys' characters are doing. Alright, you're going to fail that? Okay. Um, you hear this dude's voice in your head just, hey big fella. You are now charmed by this man and telepathically in your head you hear maybe we should get that fish back in water. Uh, as it seems like he's referencing Corvos, your Triton yeah. companion. Um, so that's his turn. That's the end of Corvos's turn. On initiative 14, our half works are popping up uh, before you list though. So, question, question though. Uh, if, yeah. that's, if that happens at the end of Corvus's turn, uh, Twilight Sanctuary can also end one condition afflicting the creature. Can I end if, the turn? If... He had been in your sanctuary. Okay, the uh, sanctuary is 30-foot radius. It's going to cover everybody. It's 30-foot radius, not 30-foot in diameter. So it from centered on me up to here in a circle. Centered on you? Centered on me. Oh my god, Noah's rules lawyering. It's happening, guys. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> He, I, he might not be in it. I gotta move this over and center it. There we go. But, yeah, 30 feet. That looks like it's gonna get everybody on the field except for creepy guy. Would if these squares weren't 10 feet? See, I should know that. <laughs> yeah. So he is outside of your sanctuary at the end of right. Corvus's turn. Or actually, yeah. So he is still charmed. He still is hostile against Corvos, and our half orcs are going to start stabbing. They each get two attacks, guys. It's round two. 
high level play. It's fun. Um, that's going to be a put. Callisto does an 18 hit. Nope. Alright, and the other one would miss. And then Linus, you have two swings on you. There's a 24 hit. He does. That's the only one. These guys do less than the orcs. It is 14 piercing as this spear just <clears throat> up through you. You look down, I can see it piercing your abdomen. I have 10 hit points, so it hits a glittery shield around me. Yeah. As he withdraws it, the hole just kind of heals a little bit with this purple aura. That was terrifying. Yeah. Um, that's really all they got. They're not that exciting as characters. Uh, that will bring us to Callisto. Callisto is going to use her bonus action to, to smash the scary Terry with one of her spiritual weapons. Yep, with the spiritual weapon. Uh, so attack that's uh, uh, 18 to hit. Oh, yeah. And since I cast it at a level 4, do I keep level 4 um, damage? Yeah. Okay. I think it's 2d8 radiant. Uh, it's a level 1 spell, so it's like 48. It it no, doesn't go up spell. as much as you do, as you think. Okay. It doubles at 4. Uh, spiritual weapon... Third level or higher for every two spell slots. You're right. So I should have cast it at a level three. But you cast it at level mattered. Three. Can I recon that to cast it at level three or no? I thought you said you cast it at level four, which would double your damage. Using a spell slot of third or higher, the damage increases by 1d8 for. You're right. I read that wrong. I thought starting at three was 2d8 and then. Okay. If you want to use a level 4, you can double your damage. So definitely level 4. Uh, that's going to be 14 plus spellcasting uh, ability is 5. So um, 19 damage. Okay. With that bonus action, then I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds on wounds. the squiggly in front of my boy. Uh, you gotta move within range. Yeah, you sit Of the squiggly. It is melee. Okay, I'm gonna do it against the fella in front of me then. I'm just gonna kill him. Alright, how much damage? Well, what's your attack roll? Flick wounds at a level. Um. That doesn't scale, does it? It does. It does scale, but you gotta make a melee attack roll using your wisdom modifier to even. Yeah. I'm reading the wrong thing. God damn. Uh, okay. So I'm going to cast it at a level three. So like, I, might, I might be choppy to keep this moving, but I know you guys are playing level 13 characters for the first time, so... 5d10. Okay. 8, 13, 20, 25. Oh yeah, this boy's bloodied. Uh... 34, uh, 38. 38 total. Yeah, he's not looking good. It's just, uh, his veins and shit are turning purple. And just, um, a couple of them are just exploding out. (laughs) Yeah, he's bloodied, and he's not happy about that one. I guess I just hammered him with a mace, and then I fucking tore him apart from the inside, and I'm just kind of looking him dead in the eyes and saying, do you really want to continue this? I'm going to get another 18, 10. 
and turn. We gotta double check that. It's every turn for one minute. Well, the sphere moves with you and it lasts for one minute. Whenever a creature ends its turn, you can grant that creature one of these benefits. Yes. So, you are granting yourself more temporary hit points. Yes. Dude, that's so fucking broken. But okay. It's a little broke. It's a little broke, but you're also in a congested alley, so like it's really good right now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find ways around it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Wait till you're in a cavern fighting Cthulhu. I don't know. Well, just let me have it for now, okay, baby? I will. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that'll bring us to the top of the round with Linus. Okay. Um... Maybe I shouldn't say this, but don't those guys go before me, the orcs? Um, yeah, you're right. They have an initiative of three. Fuck. Uh, why, do I, why did I say anything? Because you would have figured it out. You know what it means to anyway. DM. Maybe, maybe I'm. It's almost nine thirty, and we'll get to that in a second. So three attacks against you, Linus. Natural eighteen, so twenty-four. Uh, that'll hit. And then that's a fucking 16, so I think that misses. Yeah, I'll miss. So one of these guys will hit you. The one to the north of you swings with its cleaver for... I said this was... Yeah, he hits for 17 slashing. Mm. This boy. Now, Corvo's three attacks coming your way. Natural 19, I'll save that for later. And yeah. One out of three will hit you for also 17 slashing. Okay. And then I need con saves from both of you. DC 12. Con. Ooh, I got a 12. <laughs> Woo. Beats. That'll be... Uh, yeah, it beats. Yeah, okay. Um, you guys... You guys, if you have to care about it, stave off the poison effect again. Um, as you notice, it's not only rust, it's shit on these blades. God damn it. These guys are getting shit and tetanus everywhere. Uh, now it is top of the round for Linus. Uh, they don't really get... Well, I could be mean, but I'm not doing that today. Right. Normally when I have... Normally, when I have bloodied creatures, they get advantage on attacks. Did someone hit Callisto at all? Yes, mm. with the yeah. fire, dynamite. Uh, okay, uh, Jed, not what I. Oh, then no. Um, but Jed, the reason it's so broken is because you made us level thirteen, because that's where most of those points come from. Um, it's also that, and also it's like Tasha's cleric, so yeah, things yeah. really got weird by Tasha's minus. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I'm going to do bonus action second wind. Um, five plus my fighter level, 12, so I'll get 17 hit points back. Do you have... Did you lose your... Did you lose all of your temporary hit points from Sanctuary? Yes. Oh. Okay, go nuts. Um, it's... Is it temp hit points for... Sanctuary? Yes. For second wind is... Just oh. regular hit points, it's not 10 hit points. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, then I will make three attacks with my Frostbrand against the guy 
right in front of me. Um, oh boy. Uh, we've got a 28, a 26, and a natural 20. Guy in front of you? Yeah. Northern boy? Yeah. Alright, uh, he's definitely gonna be bloodied by the end of this. Even with the half damage. Alright, so... But go ahead. I'm just gonna add... And... So when I crit with like a with like a Frostbrand, do I get the 8 plus 6 cold damage? So, this is how it would be. Max out your longsword or your rapier attack. Right, 8. Max out your frost dice. 6. Alright, so that's plus 14 damage? Yeah, on top of everything else. Yeah, so just add that to your normal rolls. Done. 7, 9, 10, 11. Quick question. Yo. Is rage a condition? I looked that up earlier. I can end rage. <laughs> uh, I looked it up earlier. It doesn't. It's pretty inconclusive. But I think you that. you can't end rage because you can only end the charmed or a frightened effect. All right, fine. I got thirty-two plus fourteen is forty-six damage. I have the twenty-three. Yeah, he's still just bloodied. Um, and then I will action surge, and I will, yeah, uh, I'll make three frostbrand attacks against the guy to the south. Um, uh, just roll your attacks. Uh, another natural 20, a 17, and a 25. He's down. Okay. But... <laughs> I'm, but I will just say that with his having, it's going to take all three of those attacks. It's like he plops to the ground. Um, he seems to be breathing, but he plops to the ground. These are orcs. He plops to the ground and pushes himself up, himself up. Because orcs drop to endurance. one. Relentless endurance. So yeah. you, you fucking killed this guy. But he pulls himself up, and he just looks pissed. Also, did the one to my north take 2d4 wounding damage, or necrotic damage on his turn? He can. And the wounds. I'll just roll up. The wounds. Yeah, he, he just takes two necrotic. Key. But... Fucking pennies. But yeah, this guy's... He's got one hit point to the south. Okay. Um, And then... Linus will rotate over here. That will be... Actually, Linus will rotate... Well, hold on. You said that each of these squares is 10 feet? Yeah. That's 20... Uh, 30... 40... Yeah, he'll rotate... Hither. Does a 21 hit you? Uh... It As would, this guy but swings. It would, but mobile. You're right, yeah. That'll bring us to a... Anything else? Nope, that's it. That'll bring us to a Charmed Day Fair. Yeah. Okay. I apologize for what I'm about to do, everybody. So, Day Fair is going to switch to Chalice form. Um, which is the... And have sex with us all. No! Reactive. <laughs> Starts an orgy. Going to do... Round three, everyone. We're doing great. 
he's going to do um, healing word. Actually, yeah. So he's going to move up one. You said each square is 10 feet? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, damn. These are wide alleyways. Yeah, these are gigantic. Um... Then actually, he's gonna he's gonna stay in archer form. Um, cast. He still has his Gardor, so Gardor is gonna come over and move to here. Actually, just your yeah. beast is gonna wedge himself in. Yeah, wedge himself in and attack Corvus. Um, which is gonna Whoa. be. Whoa! Well, that went out of my box. Ooh, he's, he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to hit. 19, 24 to hit. Yep. Okay. Only cool spells of concentration. Ugh. It's true. You got, now you, got, you know you got ball guiding bolts struggle. for day. Yeah, I already did. Oh, yeah, you, 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 have, you have, like, free ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, then actually I'm just going to do another guiding bolt because... I get a bunch of those. Um, there's another one. 24 to hit. And this is all against Corvos. So that's 46. 12. So he takes another 12 damage. Yeti. And there you go. that's all I can do. Um, while he's doing that, he's actually going to move. Because he can shoot up to 60 feet. He's gonna move a little farther away. Damn you! We'll have to come in to get him. Yeah. Your initiative twenty-one, right? Yes. I can roll that and put myself back in. Yeah, I think you might get a. I think you get a saving throw at the end of your turn. Let me check. Oh, perfect! It was twenty-one anyway. Neat. Okay. I won't be that dirty right now. Okay, it's only when you take damage. So, initiative 20. Our boy's gonna kind of stride in a little bit more. He used a level 5 on you. This guy doesn't give a fuck about anything. Uh, he is going to walk up and begin casting an evocation spell in his hands. You see this cold energy amassing. This guy doesn't give a fuck about any of these guys. Um, and he extends his hands forward, and everyone other than Dayfair, can I get a constitution saving throw, including my baddies? Dayfair, you also didn't get uh, 10 hit points. Is that a constitution? Constitution. Do I keep my 10 hit points? You keep the ones originally, though. Apparently, okay. you were outside the uh, the toilet sanctuary the entire time, so that's hey. up for dispute. Here's something I don't get about that. Oh, I'll take them away. It's fine. Fifteen. Do you, to, do you want me to roll each time? Fourteen. I think fourteen actually. Just, yeah. Everyone put them in chat because I'm trying to read something. See, that's ridiculous that you don't have to use a reaction to do that. But okay. It's channel divinity, I don't know man. And it's fucking broken. Level thirteen. Level thirteen. 
<laughs> Five times eight is 40. Anyone that rolls over a 15 will take 20 cold. Anyone that does not roll a 15 will take 40 cold. As the sorcerer casts Cone of Cold. No. My orcs. This guy's dead. He's frozen solid. Uh, this guy's really not looking good. And. Bell damage, you say? Cold damage. From a spell. Uh, yes. Cone of Cold. And you said 20 oh, if we right. passed? 20 on a pass, 40 on a fail. Okay. Of DC 15. Nah, and ha have that shit. Oh, yeah. So 10 cold for anyone within 10 feet. Let's go! Which, which remember, that's only one square. So, really, it's only Callisto. Oh, fuck. Oh. These are 10 foot oh. squares? No! It's... the machine. I have to give you guys a little bit of a challenge, so I did make them ten. That's just so weird so, because like all of my five, my ten foot abilities become five foot abilities, and my five foot abilities stay. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, bear with me. So on DC, on initiative twenty, following this massive burst of cold. Can you hear us, John? Yes. Oh, also, never mind. We're good. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Okay. A couple things are happening after this sorcerer's turn. I would only take five. Nice. Sorry. Talking to myself. I think you take ten. I have resistant to cold, and then I have oh, yeah. damage. So. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I would take only a quarter of of that. So, to the south, you hear a gunshot, and. This, this mage, dead. You just see him, ex just his brain explode outward. Um, Dayfair, your charm ends as the sorcerer to the south. Um, and you guys see a very grizzled, just a very grizzled and haggard ancient half-orc appear down here, stepping into the alley. <coughs> Cocks the bolt of a rifle. Turns. <coughs> takes out this guy. Oh, thanks. Um, this is the man. This is the half-orc that you guys see. And Noah can get excited. It's my boy. As this half orc cocks his Kitty. rifle and just says, Grimmy. I'm too old for this shit. And we'll just <laughs> we'll end there for tonight. Way too old. Oh shit, I have to keep track of all my things. That's okay, I, I've been doing good. Yeah. Um Liddy. Kinda seeing seeing this orc. Uh I won't. I'll say there's probably one more round of combat next session, but uh, this grizzled half orc with a rifle um, has joined your fray and was able to drop. Uh, he took out he took out a sorcerer with a sneak attack from a rifle, and 
DM caveat was able to take out one more bloodied creature. That's pretty good, because I was going to fuck Corvus up. So. <laughs> so, I... Yeah. Yeah, I... This was more... I wanted to give you guys a chance to run your characters in a combat that wasn't too pressing. So... Like you it, just it, for my third turn. That's sleep yourself. I'm about yeah. to die. <laughs> we barely got to the end of round three. 